Reading of Mark chapter 11, Jesus' triumphant entry. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent to them on ahead, Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the coat standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying the coat? They said that Jesus had told them to what to say and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their garments over it and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut off, cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessings on the coming King of our ancestor David! Praise God in highest heaven! So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with his two disciples. Let's go ahead and say that together. Let's bless the Lord by saying, Praise God. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. Amen. Verse 12. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs. But there was only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say that. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, The scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus was, had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against, so that your Father 
in heaven will forgive your sins too. Again, they entered Jerusalem as Jesus was walking through the temple area. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, by what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, did John's authority to baptize came from heaven or was it merely human? Answer me. They talk it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why didn't we believe John? But do we dare say it was merely human for they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Amen. Now, God wants us to pray for his will to be done in our lives as much as he wants us to pray for fruitfulness in the kingdom work. It is God's will, however, to remove mountains of resistance or denial from our lives. God has the power to do miracles, but not if we doubt him. The God of the kingdom and of recovery is the God of the impossible. If we want God to work a miracle of healing in our lives, we must pray and believe that he will. We need to admit our helplessness and put our lives into God's hands. He then will walk with us. He will walk with us and as we face each new step in recovery. Amen. And I recommend that you read and stay in the new gospel till you you see Jesus at a different light, till you feel the love of God coming through the scriptures. Because Jesus said in John uh, 8.32, I believe, he said, in my word, you will know the f- truth and the truth will set you free. And he also said, my word is spirit and life as I speak it out. So that's why we're, when we read it, we read it out loud and we, we let the word transform us. And that transformation will add to the love of God. And faith, work it out of love. <clears throat> faith moves mountains. With faith, we can have confidence who we are in Christ Jesus and not be disturbed by the drugs, the alcohol, uh, anger. We just stop fighting everything and everyone. And we praise and we thank God for the situation just the way it is. We let God be bigger than our fears, bigger than our situation, by what by thanking God and not resistance the thing that's coming against us. If I want to drink, for instance, I'll say, Yes, you bet. Praise God. I thank God for the temptation to drink that it wants me to drink. And I bring in God into the scene. I don't try to resist it with my own power. And then the desire goes away. The truth shall set you free. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. We acknowledge it over the situation. Exclamation point. Over the problem. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And thank God. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on today's reading. Let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for the situations that we become addict really easy. Subconsciously, emotionally, 
physically. We get hooked up to things that are not good to us. We thank you for those problems, and we thank you for life just the way it is. Thank you for keeping us in your hands and fixing us, Lord Jesus. We ask in your name. Amen. Amen, family. Thank you for coming in today. Reading of Mark chapter 11, Jesus' triumphant entry. As Jesus and his disciples approached Jerusalem, they came to the town of Bethpage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. Jesus sent to them on ahead, Go into that village over there, he told them. As soon as you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever written. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, what are you doing? Just say, the Lord needs it and will return it soon. The two disciples left and found the coat standing in the street, tied outside the front door. As they were untying it, some bystanders demanded, what are you doing untying the coat? They said that Jesus had told them to what to say, and they were permitted to take it. Then they brought the coat to Jesus and threw their garments over it, and he sat on it. Many in the crowd spread their garments on the road ahead of him, and others spread leafy branches they had cut off, cut in the fields. Jesus was in the center of the procession, and the people all around him were shouting, Praise God! Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessings on the coming king of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. So Jesus came to Jerusalem and went into the temple. After looking around carefully at everything, he left because it was late in the afternoon. Then he returned to Bethany with his two disciples. Let's go ahead and say that together. Let's bless the Lord by saying, Praise God. Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessings on the coming kingdom of our ancestor David. Praise God in highest heaven. Amen. Verse 12. The next morning as they were leaving Bethany, Jesus was hungry. He noticed a fig tree in full leaf a little way off. So he went over to see if he could find any figs, but there was only leaves because it was too early in the season for fruit. Then Jesus said to the tree, May no one eat your fruit again. And the disciples heard him say that. When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. And he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. When the leading priests and teachers of religious law heard what Jesus was, had done, they began planning how to kill him. But they were afraid of him because the people were so amazed at his teaching. That evening, Jesus and the disciples left the city. The next morning, as they passed by the fig tree he had cursed, the disciples noticed it had withered from the roots up. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you curse has withered and died. Then Jesus said to his disciples, 
Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, May you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything, and if you believe that you receive it, it will be yours. But when you are praying, first forgive anyone you are holding a grudge against so that your Father in heaven will forgive your sins too. Again, they entered Jerusalem as Jesus was walking through the temple area. The leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders came up to him. They demanded, By what authority are you doing all these things? Who gave you the right to do them? I'll tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, Did John's authority to baptize came from heaven, or was it merely human? Answer me. They talk it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask why didn't we believe John? But do we dare say it was merely human? For they were afraid of what the people would do because everyone believed that John was a prophet. So they finally replied, we don't know. And Jesus responded, then I won't tell you by what authority I do these things. Amen. Now, God wants us to pray for his will to be done in our lives as much as he wants us to pray for fruitfulness in the kingdom work. It is God's will, however, to remove mountains of resistance or denial from our lives. God has the power to do miracles, but not if we doubt him. The God of the kingdom and of recovery is the God of the impossible. If we want God to work a miracle of healing in our lives, we must pray and believe that he will. We need to admit our helplessness and put our lives into God's hands. He then will walk with us. He will walk with us and we, as we face each new step in recovery. Amen. And I <clears throat> recommend that you read and stay in the new gospel till you you see Jesus at a different light till you feel the love of God coming through the scriptures. Because Jesus said in John uh, 8.32, I believe, he said, My word, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And he also said, My word is spirit and life as I speak it out. So that's why we're, when we read it, we read it out loud and we, we let the word transform us. And that transformation will add to the love of God. And fate work it out of love. <clears throat> fate moves mountains. With fate, we can have confidence who we are in Christ Jesus and not be disturbed by the drugs, the alcohol, uh, anger. We just stop fighting everything and everyone. And we praise and we thank God for the situation just the way it is. We let God be bigger than our fears, bigger than our situation by what by thanking God and not resistance the thing that's coming against us. If I want to drink, for instance, I'll say, yes, you bet, praise God. I thank God for the temptation to drink that it wants me to drink. And I bring in God into the scene. I don't try to resist it with my own power. And then the desire goes away. 
The truth shall set you free. God is the truth. Jesus is the truth. We acknowledge it over the situation. Exclamation point. Over the problem. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. And thank God. I love you. Thank you so much for coming on today's reading. Let's go ahead and pray. Thank you, God. Thank you for the situations that we become addict really easy, subconsciously, emotionally, physically. We get hooked up to things that are not good to us. We thank you for those problems, and we thank you for life just the way it is. Thank you for keeping us in your hands and fixing us, Lord Jesus. We ask in your name. Amen. Amen, family. Thank you for coming in today.